back to the listeners of the CFC 365 podcast. Unfortunately, we have had a two to three week break from the podcast. Just a number of things, really. As you know, this podcast was created solely to bring you the best episodes with insiders in and around Chelsea and the transfer market. Unfortunately, dates in the last couple of weeks, last few weeks, have not really matched up with those contacted. And also, as we all know, unfortunately, Chelsea have not started off as fast in the market as most of us would have liked. So there's not been the massive amounts of, you know, transfer action to talk about. Nevertheless, so in this episode, I think enough time has passed. And yeah, we are delighted to be joined by a guy that is known by all of the Chelsea community, really, or most of them. I think you should know him. He has a huge Instagram page and, of course, has his own personal Twitter account. Even doing works with Demarcio has worked with other Chelsea influencers as well. Nathan Gissing, how are you doing, my man? Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Um, I'm doing well, thanks. Um, looking forward to this talk. Yeah, it's going to be a great episode, hopefully jam-packed full of information. We've got lots to get through, centre-back talk, midfield talk, winger talk, marina talk, uh, lots of different talks. So without further ado, let's get into it. So Nathan, the first thing we're going to start on is kind of around the topic of Chelsea being slow in the market. I know a lot of fans have been very, very frustrated online, including myself, people telling me to be patient. Um, so, I mean, I'm trying my best. Do you think Chelsea being slow in the market? Is there deals going on behind the scenes or is it very much a case of Marina sipping her coffee, Todd, you know, watching, um, I don't know, the latest episode of a movie <laughs> in America. Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a little bit slow, but I also think, you know, we've got to have patience. Um, you know, we're, work, we're working on Kunde still, we're working on Dembele. Um, obviously, thing is with these situations, Dembele hasn't actually made his decision yet on, you know, what he wants to do. So, they're working, but you know, on the player side as well, we've got to take into account of that. Uh, they haven't actually made their... Uh, Dembele hasn't actually made his decision. Um, but yeah, I guess it has gone quite slow so far because we've seen other clubs do a lot of business. Uh, but I do expect things to pick up more July time. Yeah, and obviously July 2nd, if you guys don't know, is when Chelsea players or the majority will return back to pre-season. Not sure if Ben Chilwell and Hudson and Doyle are coming back a little few days before that, Nathan. Do you know? Um, I don't exactly know, but they probably will. Um, I mean, Chilwell, you know, he he he. if Chelsea made the Champions League final, he probably would have played. Uh, he probably would have been involved. Um, you know, he was... He was he was pushing to, you know, if Chelsea got there, he would have been pushing to make the Champions League final. That was when I was told back in April. Uh, Hudson Doyle, yeah, he's picking up the fitness. He's he's doing well. Um, yeah, so I expect them to be, you know, in a few days before everyone else. Yeah, and obviously, from my personal opinion, I'd like Chelsea to get stuff sorted before pre-season because I think as soon as you go into pre-season, it's almost like. It's the new season mode. And then I start to panic because I want all the new signings, whoever we do sign, I want them to be, you know, as much time with Tuchel to, to bed in as possible into the group. Um, and obviously different things like that, work on formation tactics, get used to the, the, the current group as well. So I hope Chelsea do pick up the transfers. Um, so, yeah, the first sort of topic we're going to talk about in terms of transfers, you mentioned them both there, is Jules Kunden, Usman Dembele. Now, it seems Barcelona overnight got those economic levers approved, which means they should be able to spend quite a bit in the market now, obviously, before they was, you know, really um, struggling for cash. But obviously, Chelsea got heavy interest in Jules Kunde. Now, he's had that small operation, right? Um, I think that was a few days ago now. And, and supposedly, Chelsea are waiting for those results. But um, Nathan, what do you think about Kunde? Obviously, the talks are obviously ongoing. 
Um, but do you think this one will get done or, or do you think Barca will come in and, and swoop? Do you think Barca maybe coming in then pushes Chelsea? Because although I'd like that to happen because it probably means Chelsea will do something, it's like I, I would like us to get business mm. done off our own backs sometimes, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens because, you know, Barcelona, got the, you know, they've got these economic levers now um, passed for them. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I've seen reports of, you know, does Xavi really wants uh, Kunde. Um, but for what I'm told, Chelsea is still confident of securing Kunde. Um, you know, there's, they've, you know, they agree personal terms, uh, well, they have, they did last summer. Um, Kunde's, you know, keen on a Premier League move. Uh, he, he wants, you know, he wants Chelsea. Uh, it's just really about agreeing a fee now. Uh, from what I'm told, it would be around £50 million plus add-ons. Uh, so it's, it is literally just about agreeing a fee. Um, but yeah, I, we have to see what you know what Kunde's injury really plays out to be. But I, I, I'm still feeling confident. Yeah, I'm glad you are because I'm not. I just feel like as soon as another club like Barcelona yeah. comes in, he, he may think, well, you know, Chelsea, you know, they try, they, they should have got me last summer. I've been waiting this summer so far, you know, no bids come, so I might just go to Barca. But um, yeah, that's my pessimistic self. No, hopefully Kunde does come through the door. And there's not really a, a massive amount of other right centre-back links. It's more been left centre-back links, right? Because I think Chelsea, we, all Chelsea fans think Kunde's at, you know, 100%. Um, going to be done. So if he doesn't come, it's going to be it's going to be an absolute catastrophe over on social media and Twitter and stuff. But um, yeah, any any right centre back links, Nathan? Because I think De Marzio said last night, obviously who you work for. Chelsea have an interest in Milan Skriniar, but again, PSG are after him. They're offering some, you know, quite a high price, something like fifty million. I think their first bid was. So obviously, Kunde Chelsea are looking at fifty million as well. But do you think Chelsea will will be able to 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 maybe get Skriniar and other right centre-back options you've you've heard if, if Kunde doesn't come through the door? Uh, I think, well, the thing is, Kunde, you know, there's there's still high chances, uh, like we, like I've just been saying. But Skriniar, yeah, he's another option. But as you said, PSG are favourites right now. They're really trying. Um, but yeah, last there was a meeting last week um, between Skriniar and his agent and... The, the info I got, they were studying the situation of what to do with Skriniar because he has one year left on his contract. Um, but it seems like PSG are really pushing for this. So I, I see him going to PSG, to be honest. But yeah, there's interest from Chelsea, but there's nothing nothing advanced right now. Yeah, I think a couple of other names that off the top of my head have been linked in the past few months. I think you actually said something um, on Max Kilman, right? That interest seems to have, have called down, right? That's, that's not been one that's come up um, much in the past few weeks. Yeah, there was, there's been interest from Max Kilman. Um, more scouting. Uh, I don't think Chelsea have really followed up. There's interest, but I don't think really Chelsea have really pushed for it. I'm still like evaluating their options uh, before they actually go for a move because the list is so big um, and you've got to understand, you know, what the players want to do. Um, but yeah, hopefully we get some more ideas of what actually is happening at Chelsea in the next few weeks. Because it's still, still, everything still feels quite open and we're not so sure. Yeah, and obviously the other name I was going to mention as well was Wesley Fofana. Obviously, he signed the new contract. Um, you know, I know you you speak to people close to, to that situation. So, have you heard anything on that? Do you think, I mean, for me personally, I think that would be a great signing. But obviously, if we don't get Kunde in, um, he's going to cost probably even more, right? Because he signed a new contract. Yeah, uh, Fofana is an option. Tuchel likes him. Um, it's 
every with Leicester, they're known for selling play, players with the right at the right price. Uh, so if really Chelsea put down a price, um, I don't know exactly, probably about 70, 80 million, maybe. Um, but a lot of money for sure. Um, Kunde would be keen. Kunde would be keen on Chelsea. Uh, sorry, Fafana would be keen on Chelsea. Um, but we again, we have to we have to see what money if if Chelsea make an offer. But there's interest there. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I think with Fafana, you just have to pay that like extra premium because he's already been in the Premier League. Whereas like you know, if Chelsea sign Kunde in a couple of years, you know he's doing really well in the Premier League. We Chelsea asking for seventy to eighty million for for interested clubs as well. So. No, Leicester are a very, yeah. very difficult club to obviously negotiate with. Marina did well with the Chilwell deal, but um, yeah, I guess that's that for the centre-backs for now, or the right centre-back. We'll come on to left centre-back in a little bit. Um, just touching quickly on Usman Dembele, Nathan, I know you said he hasn't made a decision let, uh, yet. Some suggestions over the last few weeks that Tuchel has been active dialogue about the transfer. Do you know if Tuchel has talked to Dembele, what they have talked about, anything that you can update us on, on that situation? Yeah, Tuchel's been Tuchel's been in contact with Dembele, uh, but the, you know, still no decision made from Dembele's side. Um, currently, Bas- uh, Dembele won't accept Barcelona's offer, um, so it really is if if, if they they could change their mind or if Barcelona make a new offer, then let's see uh, what happens there. PSG also have interest, so everything still feels a bit open right now. Um, Hopefully we get a clearer image in the next uh, days or next week or so. Uh, but yeah, Tuchel two, two would be keen. Um, there's been talks. Uh, we just we just have to see how it goes. For me, I think the thing with Dembele is like, I know a lot of people are excited about coming in, but do you reckon Chelsea will pay those massive wages, potentially even a sign-on fee? I know sometimes his agent can be a bit difficult as well, right, from, from what's reported in the media. So... Yeah, did you have any idea if Chelsea would be willing to pay those ridiculous wages? Maybe what his demands would be? Would he would he accept lesser because it's too cool? Like, there's a lot of different questions, isn't there? Um, I'm not exactly sure if if Chelsea would be you know keen to pay this. Um, I know you know there's there's in Ch- in January there were Chelsea were you know prepared to make it an offer in in the summer as a free agent. Um, I'm not exactly I don't exactly know what the numbers are, but. I know Chelsea were prepared to make an offer uh, for this summer. Um, I don't, I don't know the numbers, like I said, but yeah, let's see how it goes. Um, just everything's just still quite feels quite open still. Uh, hopefully next week something more clear. Yeah, I hope so as well. So now I want to move on to the striker situation because Lukaku. I, I'm actually surprised it's gone so fast. I thought. This negotiations was going to take a long, long time this summer, but it seems, you know, Chelsea, Lukaku's, you know, has made the decision. Um, it's actually interesting because Matt Law said the other day, obviously, you guys know, listen to this podcast, very, very reliable Chelsea um, source, said that, you know, Todd Bowley was actually up for Lukaku, you know, for, for letting him go, basically. And then David Ornstein came out yesterday and was like, well, actually, Todd Bowley's not really that sure about letting him go. Then Demarcy, obviously, that Nathan works with, has said, well, negotiations are, are pretty much nearly complete. They could settle, you know, around maybe a 10 to 12 million euro fee, um, a loan fee that would be unclear whether there's a, an option or obligation that hasn't been said. But what are your thoughts on this whole Lukaku situation, Nathan? Because for me, it, it's a lot of different sources clashing, um, and especially mm, tier yeah. one ones, because, 
Do you think this one's going to happen? Um, and what do you think Chelsea are going to do in terms of replacing him? Yeah, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to happen. Um, I'm I'm surprised how fast it's actually moved, to be honest, because you know, obviously, we know the relationship with between Tuchel and Lukaku isn't isn't the best. Um, you know, the, the relationship you know over the season hasn't been good. You know, style of play they don't really suit each other. Obviously, the unauthorized interview from Lukaku, which was out of order. Um, but yeah, there is a lot of clashing reports. Um, Obviously, you know, we, we as Chelsea, we want, you know, they're willing to offload Lukaku, but at the right deal, of course. Um, so Chelsea really want about, well, from what I'm told, like early days, uh, they want around a 20 million euro uh, loan fee. Um, I don't know if they'll get this. I think it'll probably be about 15 million, 50 million loan fee. Um, there's been talking of, of an obligation, but we know with Inter's situation, they don't exactly have a lot of money. So I don't know if an obligation will be included in the deal because of their situation. Um, but it has to has to be right for Chelsea. It's Chelsea are keen to offload him, but it has to be has to be right financially and be the right move for Chelsea, of course. But I do expect it to happen. Yeah, and obviously you've been obviously reporting a lot on the the, the whole Lukaku situation and between him and Tuchel in particular, do you know or or such where do you think the the relationship turned sour because obviously Lukaku did that interview. Um, Tuchel yeah. handled it very, very well in the media. But I always said to people that I streamed with, like, don't take Tuchel's word for, you know, I often think, Nathan, that when Tuchel is nice in the media or is calm, I almost think with those situations, he's fuming behind the scenes, right? And I think that yeah. came out that he, he was actually not yeah. very happy behind the scenes. Do you think that interview was like, yeah, Lukaku, that's it. I think for me personally, as fans, like I thought that would ruin things. But then I was at the, you know, the Wolves game where he scored two goals and everyone was singing his name and he was tapping the badge and he was pointing, you know, towards the fans. And I was like, I just don't understand Lukaku sometimes. So do you know anything a bit more between Tuchel Lukaku, where it sort of ended? Was it the, 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 the interviews I said, was it the Crystal Palace game where he had seven touches? I know that's been reported. <sighs> Where was the downfall, do you think, that the final nail in the coffin? I think really that interview um, was was the downfall. And then the seven touches against Crystal Palace, um, you know, it's, it's, it's clear that they don't suit each other's style of play. They don't really suit how Tuka wants the team to play. Um, we, I was surprised, I'm really surprised about that interview because I thought Lukaku was doing well before the, the interview. Um you know, he was scoring goals, uh, but it really felt like the nail in the coffin was that interview, really. Um, but, you know, speaking to people close to um, Lukaku, um, he's, you know, he's already told him he's not going to be first choice striker. Um, so, you know, if he doesn't feel important. So he, as Lukaku, he's, a, you know, he's, you know, 97.5 million pound striker coming wants to feel important, wants to feel like the main man, doesn't feel like this. Um, you know, he just feel he he doesn't feel, you know, the main guy, not important. He wants to feel like this. Um, so that's that's where we are. He doesn't feel important and he wants to leave. It's, it's as simple as that. Yeah, fair enough. I think that'll be best for all pies. Hopefully um, we all get some more updates soon. Hopefully even today, you know, maybe an agreement is found. I know that's what a few sources were saying last night, but 
Yeah, I want to move on to the, the sort of replacement. Nathan, obviously, we've had interest in Gabriel Jesus. A few sources have reported that. But again, also, you know, the same sources are saying he was actually offered to us. Now, for me personally, whenever I see, you know, other agents offer players to clubs, it suggests to me perhaps the interest isn't as serious as it is when a club formally lists a target or approaches a player or the agent themselves. Um, for me, Arsenal seem the most serious. Rumours again of, uh, you know, they're, they're very, very interested and perhaps even a £50 million bid. Talks of Vanton, um, I know a couple, I think someone from the Times that said that, also Sky Sports News. If he goes to Arsenal, do you expect Chelsea to sign a striker or will it be a case of perhaps making a form shoot of someone like Raheem Sterling, for example, um, and sticking with Havertz, Broya? Because I think with this whole striker situation, I know Nizar said this as well, like you could maybe look at Lewandowski, but he wants to go to Barca. Don't think he's sure in England. Maybe look at someone like upcoming, like Gianluca Scamacca, maybe Victor Osimhen. Maybe even buy back Tammy Abraham. Who knows? But it doesn't seem like Chelsea going down that route, are they? They, they seem to want these fluid sort of players that can play in multiple positions. Yeah, you're right. It does. It does feel like that. It feels like as Tuka wants to play with not really a, a target man. He wants to feel like someone fluid in attack. Um, someone like a kind of like a false nine kind of player. Uh, so yeah, this, with Sterling as. The interest has been from a few months back, actually. Uh, you know, it's nothing, nothing really, nothing really new. Uh, Chelsea's been monitoring his situation, you know, for the last few months. Um, obviously, nothing advanced right now, but one year left on his contract, definitely one to keep an eye on. Um, with Jesus, yeah, there was there was some interest from Chelsea. Uh, I mean, I, I checked in last last week, um, and the situation was they were they were thinking about you know, all, all the all the situations they had. Um, but the feeling I got that the main priority was Arsenal. And as the reports have come out this week, it does seem like a move to Arsenal for Jesus is is on the cards. Um which you know, which is a shame because I think Gabriel Jesus is a good player. You know, he can play on the wing, he can play up front, it's versatile. Um but you know he wants to be playing regularly and with the relationship with Arteta he had at Man City, then yeah. It, it's, it looks a possibility he goes to Arsenal. Yeah, I think that would be such a good signing for them and also us because, like, if we stick to the same formation, um, you know, especially Jesus, for me, isn't an out-and-out winger. He's more of an inside forward, which we actually play with. So I think that would be a perfect yeah. signing for us. But, yeah. I mean, who knows? We've also been linked with Christopher and Kunku, but I don't know. You're, you're probably going to say the same. I think it's going to take, what, this summer, probably 85 million plus, 80, 85 million at least, right? I don't think that one's going to happen. But who knows? Chelsea have done crazy deals before. Yeah, with Nkuku, I, I checked in a few days back and the situation is still, you know, they, they still think he won't leave this summer, RB Leipzig. Obviously, money talks, of course, for, you know, it's early days in the window. But the feeling is he won't leave this summer. Um which is, you know, which is frustrating because, again, he's, he's, he's a good player. He's one that Tuchel likes. Um, but there hasn't even been any contact from Chelsea yet for Nkunku's camp. It is, it's very quiet right now. Um, this is the situation. Hopefully it changes because I think he's a good player. But they think he'll stay this summer. It's very difficult to see him leave. Yeah, I actually want to include the first fan question now because I was just talking a little bit about formation there. Nathan, something that Tuchel came out with at the end of the season was he was talking about the formation. He was saying there's not really a need to change, right? But he said he may be forced to change the formation. 
what on earth does he mean by force to change the formation? Surely a manager shouldn't be forced to do anything. Surely it's his idea. He was saying, depending on the market, he may be forced. Do you know? Do you know anything about that? Like, I, I thought that quote was very, very strange. I don't know about forced to forced to change uh, formation. Um, I guess it really depends on, you know, if if we get a DM or not. For, you know, for example, if we get a DM, we could see us uh, play four at the back more because we have that, you know, uh, solidity in, in front of us of, you know, say, for example, Declan Rice. Because um, we don't really have a DM, which is why we use three at the back a lot to for protection. But I don't think Tuchel feels forced to change anything. I just feel he'll do it, you know, with what he's got. Yeah, fair enough. And, and speaking on Declan Rice, still obviously the club's main midfield target, right? Yeah, yeah, he's main main... Uh, uh, number one choice for Tuchel and Chelsea. Um, but again, West Ham don't want to sell. <laughs> it's been like this for the last few years, hasn't it? Uh, <laughs> we have to see if Chelsea really push for it. Um, obviously, obviously, he's you know probably wants a statement signing. Could be it. It could be the one. Uh, we just have to see. It's still early days, but let's see. Let's see what happens. I think the Declan Rice one is so difficult because obviously he respects West Ham. He's still got like two or I think three years left on his contract, two or three. And he won't hand in a transfer request. He respects that club too much. Yeah. But at the same yeah. time, he stated he wants to win trophies. He wants to be ambitious. So he's like, he's kind of like dangling a thread saying, come and get me to one of these yeah. big clubs. But he's not, he's not fully like, you know, I'm out of here kind of thing. Yeah. Like, he's happy there, right? So it's very, yeah. very difficult to yeah. get him out of there. Yeah, he, he fully respects West Ham. You know, he's given him, you know, gave him a platform. You know, he's the captain. Uh, he, yeah, he wants he wants a new challenge, but he's not going to hand in a transfer. He's not that kind of person to, you know, do this kind of thing because he respects West Ham. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens. It could be we we keep we keep saying this. Oh, he'll move this summer, but it could be one that will ha could happen next summer. We have to see what if there's any offers that Chelsea make, but. You know, nothing advanced anything right now. Yeah, fair enough. Now, going back onto the defence, so assuming Kunde comes in, who do you think or do you know is the most serious target for left centre-back? Now, the options that we have currently been presented by, or pre well, we know by the media that have been presented to us have been President Kimpembe, Tuchel's supposedly a big fan, and obviously probably is because they work together. He's very yeah. good under Tuchel. Matthias De Ligt, We've had Josco Gvardio. We've had, who else have we had? We had interest in Sula, but he's gone to Dortmund. Jose Jimenez has been, you know, sort of floated about. I'm guessing that's more of a club target because they wanted him on the Lampard. Yeah. I mean, what do you think is going to happen here? Because obviously Levi Colwell is coming through. Kula Bali yeah. is one that I really, really want at Chelsea, but the links have not been as, as big as, say, a, even the likes of Delict, I've, I've said more about Delict than Koulibaly. I'm just shocked. I'm, I really mm. am shocked that we're not pushing for Koulibaly. This is someone that has been linked to Chelsea for God knows how many windows. It's kind of like Lewandowski, Cavani, Alexandro. These guys always get linked to us throughout the years and, and they never, none of them has ever come to Chelsea. So do you think the same is going to happen with Koulibaly? Or, you know, what's, what's the updates basically on the left centre-back side? Koulibaly, it's... You know, he his agent's trying to get him out of Napoli. Basically, um, he's often to many clubs, um, including Chelsea. But you know, we just have Napoli want to keep him, but 
as you say, uh, his agent, Koulibaly, they, they want to try something new. Uh, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Barcelona interested, PSG interested, but if they're going for Skriniar, maybe they call off Koulibaly. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely a situation to keep an eye on because, you know, he's available, you know, for about 35, 40 million uh, euros. So, definitely a situation to keep an eye on. Um, also got the same agent as Alonso. Uh, so, maybe there's, you know, talks as well. More, to, you know, because uh, Ramdani's in uh, regular contact with, uh, uh, you know, Alonso, with Chelsea on Alonso about, you know, Barcelona and stuff. So I'm sure there's regular contacts on Koulibaly as well. On on Kempembe, uh, Tuchel, yeah, he's a big fan. Uh, really likes him at PSG, but um, nothing advanced right now. We just have to see who the next PSG boss is going to be because I think that will give a clear indication of whether he's going to be in the plans or not. Um, and then if not, maybe Chelsea could move. Uh, Gavardio, I, again, I expect him to stay at Leipzig. That's the feeling right now. From, from the players' camp. Um, he, you know, he's doing well there. He's, he's settled. He's happy. He's still young. You know, RB Leipzig are good at, uh, you know, bringing players through. So the feeling is he'll stay there for one more season. Uh, maybe next next year could be, you know, another, you know, another possibility of getting him. Um, yeah, so that's the situation on that. Um, who else did you mention? <laughs> Matthias De Ligt is another one that's, that's been mentioned. Yeah, um, I, kn- I knew when Abramovich was back in charge that Chelsea, you know, been keen for ages uh, and still are. Um, he's, you know, he's got a release clause about 120 million euros, but he wants to, you know, there's talks of a new contract, him signing at Juventus. But if he's if he is going to sign that, he has to, he wants his release clause to be lowered um, to about 80, 70, 80 million euros. And when when Abramovich was in charge, I was told Chelsea would be keen on would try to sign him under 100 million euros. So we see how the contract negotiations go with that. Uh, so if you know if he signs a new contract, maybe Chelsea can push for it. Um, we have to see. It's definitely an open situation for the Ligt. Yeah, I think he'd be a great Thiago Silva replacement long term as well. Someone, I agree. You know, if, yeah. if you transition into a back four. I think De Ligt as well, for his age, he's got such leadership experience. Um, very, very good, yeah. I think. Some people don't like him, but I think he's very, very underrated, if anything. People call him overrated, but I think, you know, with, with Juventus, it's like they've not been great for a while. I mean, just just look at what he was like at Ajax. Every every big club wanted him. He was, you know, he was the massive move at the yeah. time. So, yeah, I'd think, like to see him at Chelsea. I think Premier League as well. I think it would suit him more because it's more of a physical league and he's quite a strong stocky guy so i think it would it would suit him more the play of the premier league because italy's more tactical um so yeah it's it's definitely a situation to keep an eye on yeah um you mentioned alonso a few minutes ago obviously yeah. he's maybe likely to go to barca now um wants to leave of course he's asked to leave yeah. we know that yeah what do you think is going to happen if he leaves um i mean emerson a lot of journalists yeah. have been talking about Tuchel's love for Emerson. For me, it just doesn't really add up because, you know, why, you know, when Emerson was here, why did he play him left centre? Like, why was he never the wing back option? Why was Alonso always the wing back option? Like, for me, it doesn't really add up. But obviously, there was rumours Tuchel wanted him back in January. Um, yeah. The, the thing I do kind of say to, to the people that say, you know, he liked Emerson more is I always say, well, 
my counter-argument is perhaps Emerson is just easier to get off the books um, than Alonso. Maybe that's why Emerson went out on loan instead of sending Alonso and Tuchel keeping Emerson last season. Do you think Emerson's going to stay if Alonso leaves? Do you think he'll be back up to Chilwell? Or, or do you think Chelsea will be going for someone like a Borna Sosa, David Raum? Um, there's also been links, I think, a Barca source mentioned the, the La Masia left-back. I think his name's Balde. I think he's only 18 yeah. years old. Um, apparently, Chelsea have been monitoring him for a while. So, what do you think is going to happen on that? I think I think there's chances Emerson stays, to be honest, because, you know, what I'm told is where Tuchel, yeah, he's a big fan of him, big fan of his attitude, works hard. Um, and he's always, he, when he was there, uh, you know, in, in Tuchel's first season, he always spoke about how impressed he was with Emerson, despite not playing him that much. So he's always been a fan of Emerson. Um, tried to get him back in January, of course, as the main target. Um so I think there is chances Emerson does stay because I think there is bigger problems, you know, elsewhere in the squad, like defence, attacking areas. So I think there is chances Emerson stays. Fair enough. Um, personally, I'd like to see Bourne Sosa, but uh, or David Rahm. Yeah. I think those guys are so good, especially because Man City um, are likely to to bid for Kukurea. That's enough one mm. I wanted at Chelsea, but that, that could be yeah. someone like a David Rahm open. I mean... Those two guys for me, though, so I don't know what you think, but they're they're incredible at wing back. I think they're crossing. Yeah, the amount they run back and forward very very important. This is why I'm a bit worried about Chilwell as well because he's a very very athletic player. Chilwell in terms of sprints back and forward. And I just hope that you know that the injury hasn't knocked his pace back a little bit because I think his pace really really underrated. Get back and forward. His work rate is fantastic, and I think someone like mm. Borna Sosa or David Raum can offer that. Whereas I'm not sure if Emerson can as such. Yeah, I agree. Um... They're very good players. Borna Sosa, he's, he's one that's been trusted, been you know interested in for a while now. Um, you know, since since January, really, there's there's been interest. Um, but yeah, we just have to wait and see how how Emerson does in preseason. You know, what offers he gets. Uh, but he's happy to stay. Again, Tuchel likes his likes him. He likes his attitude. You know, he already knows him well. So. I think you know. I think it, it could just be a situation where he just he just stays, and we focus more on other areas because this window we're not going to sign everyone we want. We're not going to sign everyone for every position we need. It's about a rebuild. It's going to take a couple of windows. Um, so yeah, that's that's my feeling on it. Yeah, I was I was going to ask you about the goalkeeper situation as well. I know you've posted something in Fabrizio about Thomas Strakosha. Thomas Strakosha actually had an interview with. Fabrizio Romano on Spotify, where this podcast is obviously distributed as well, saying, you know, um, Shikosha actually said saying, uh, uh, you know, I'm honoured to be linked with a, a move to Chelsea. It's a big club, etc. It kind of reminded me of when Fabrizio held an interview with Saul. Um, hopefully Shikosha <laughs> signs. It doesn't end up like Saul did, but um, interest genuine. Do you think Kepa's going to be easy to, to get rid of? Because for me, I know Lazio has been touted about, but I'd assume he'd have to reduce his wages. Do you think Strakosha will come in or, or do you think the, the, the youth guy, um, Nathan Baxter, is going, to get, is going to get a run? Because, I mean, he's 23 now. He's not exactly young. So what do you think is going to happen there? Um, yeah, it's, it's Strakosha. It's definitely Chelsea are interested. Have it confirmed to me. Uh, but there's also, you know, Fulham, uh, Nottingham Forest as well. But it seems like they're pushing for Dean Henderson. So... Maybe we can rule out Forrest. Um, 
but yeah, it really just depends on uh, Kepa getting him off the books. Um, but that's really not easy, is it? He wants to leave, of course, but you know he's got high wages. He's going to have to take a wage cut. Um, there's, there's interest from you know Spain. Um, so we he, that could be a possible destination, but we have basically we just have to offload Kepa if we want to bring in Strakowski. It really just solely depends on Kepa. And as he's a free agent, Strakowski at the end of this month, you know, which else are going to have to move fast, really, aren't they? If they want to get him over the line, um, but this just solely depends on Kepa, really. Yep, I'm actually going to do a little quick fire game with you now on a few of Chelsea's youth players. Now you're going to answer. What you think Chelsea will do? You think they're going to keep, okay. sell, or loan? Okay, okay, so and obviously include any information you've been told on on each particular player in your answer as well to justify it. So we're going to start off with Ethan Ampadu. He's had a very very good loan at Ven- Venezia. Is that how you say it? Venezia, something yeah. like that in in Italy. I think personally, he's you know ability to play in multiple different positions, centre back, DM. You know, I think he could be perfect for the squad. What do you think is going to happen there? Because for me, he always gets overlooked. I don't know what it is, but he always gets overlooked and he's been out on loan for so many times now. So do you think this is the, the year that he finally stays or, or, you know, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, definitely a situation to keep an eye on because, you know, he had a good season at Venezia despite their, their troubles. Um, he, j- he just really, he needs, he could be, you know, there's opportunity to be a part of it. Depends on the market, of course, and the offers he gets. But I feel like he needs a, a good loan, like in the Premier League, like just a, maybe a mid-table team. Because I feel like the loans he's had have been quite club-wise, a bit disappointing where he's gone over the last couple of years. Um, you know, it didn't work out with Sheffield United. Then his team got relegated in Serie A last year. So you know, it's just he needs a a higher team to play at, a high-level team to play at. I feel so maybe staying in. Uh, England, I feel like there's the best option for him. Um, but we, honestly, it just depends on the transfer market, really, how it goes. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, that's your answer on Ampadu, kind of depending on how it goes slash loan. So the next one I want to go to is Conor Gallagher. For me personally, I know I've said this, if we transition to a back four and we play an eight, sort of, you know, more eight roles, I think he'd, he'd fit in well there. But in a pivot for me, He's a no guy. I don't think he's good enough technically under pressure. That's just my personal opinion. Um, what, what do you think is going to happen with him? Yeah, it's Tuchel's a fan. Uh, you know, he he likes him. Um, obviously, he will just he will assess him in preseason. He you know he there's chances, there's good chances he stays. Um, I th- I think he'll stay as a feeling. Um, but again, it it depends on it depends on the transfer market. It really depends on. You know, say if we get Declan Rice in, maybe he could leave. But there's chances, you know, Jorginho and Kante that still need to hold talks with Chelsea about their new contracts. You know, if one of them leaves, good chances Gallagher stays. It, it just really depends on talks and on the market, really. it You know, it's it's too early to say what's going to happen and, and stuff like this. Yeah, fair enough. So, you know, if you think that's similar about the next player, just say, you know, it's your general feeling. So, I have a feeling you're going to say, similar for this player, Armando Broya. Now, for me personally, my feeling is if we get an offer, say 30 million, I think he's gone. Um, but I think he's going to stay. What's mm. your feeling? 
Yeah. Um, speaking to people close to him, yeah, they, you know, they, with Lukaku potentially, you know, well, going to leave. Um, you know, there's there's chances he could he could stay around. Um, you know, Tuchel's going to have a look at him in pre-season. Um, so, basically the same answer as the last yeah. two. Billy Gilmore, on... same with Billy yeah, Gilmore. Yeah. Look at him. Yeah. Pretty much. Levi Colwell as well, I think someone that Tuchel will look up. Yeah. Perhaps a bit early to say keep so alone. With Cole, he just... I'll tell, I'll tell you this now, he just needs to be playing. He needs to be playing. Um, he can't be sat on the bench. Um, that's the feeling from uh, what I've been told for people close to his cat. He just needs to be playing. Um, so if he isn't guaranteed regular game time, then maybe he goes on loan to a Premier League club or abroad. I don't know, because there's so many inter- there's so many clubs interested in him from Premier League, abroad. Um, I mean, I did I did a uh, I think an article back in April on Colwell's situation, and there was about those I mentioned a lot of clubs interested, and it's just grown from that since. It's it, it everyone is interested in him. Um, so it really just depends if Chelsea can offer him first team and record uh, football. Yeah, fair enough. Obviously, you've got the likes of Malang Saar as well. But for me, we need to shift out the squad. That that's another interesting yeah. situation to keep an eye on. Yeah. So we're going to move away from the transfers now and players in particular. We're going to first ask you, Nathan, a bit more of a personal question. So this comes from Libero <laughs> underscore SM. It says, Nathan, how did you get involved in football reporting at such a young age? Good question. Um, I mean, I, it started, I'd say it started about when, when Tuchel really came in the door, really. Um, you know, I had a few sources approach me, um, gave them a try. You know, you, you saw the team news. Um, and yes, it's just actually, that's another thing I want to ask you about. The team news you do is so, so good. Um, obviously, you, you can't tell me or tell the play, you know, people who you get it from, but <laughs> That's an interesting, you know, world to dive into, like team news. Tell us a bit more about that as well in your answer. Um, so, yeah, it really just started from me posting team news. It really just started from there. Um, and then it, it just built since, you know, I I got traction to my page and I thought not only is this a source good for team news, he's, he's quite good for transfer news. Um, so it helped build my page. You know, I got you know, Lukaku news last time I write about him, you know, wanting to join Chelsea. Um, I've got the Xau exclusive. And it really just pops off from there, really. Um, build more sources, build more contacts. Just kept pushing, just kept trying to improve. Um, so, yeah, it, it just it, it just really came from basically my team news source. And I just built, my up, built myself up from there. Yeah, I always say it's about, like, who you know. Um, in this world, especially in the transfer world, it, it's like, you know, I've had so many, obviously naturally with a big following, you get DMs. I had so many people like, oh, you know, this guy's told me, this guy's told me that. I, I, you know, yeah. I don't claim to be an ITK or anything far, far, you know, from it, but you, you just never know who to trust. Like a few people mm. have told me stuff that, you know, now I rely on them, um, such as you, but like other people will have less, like, they may have like a thousand followers. They just randomly approach you and they're like, yeah, look, I know this. And it turns out to be true. And you're like, right, do I stick with them? Or, you know, yeah. then they may get something wrong. So how do you like, tr- yeah, how do you 
I know it's all about building relationships, but is there like yeah. a general consensus of how many things they have to get right before you confirm as a source? Or I, I try and check with more than one source. That's how I do it. Um, so I try and be careful and particular on when I say news. You know, I, I never go with one source. I never go. I always have to try and check. I try and check through club side, through through player side, um, to make sure I'm reliable as I can be. Um, so it's just about building trust and seeing what they get right. Obviously, you, you know, if you go in this process of trusting them, you could take a few hits. Um, so yeah, this is, you know, this is the possibility, but yeah, it's just about building trust, building relationships. Uh, and yeah, it goes from there. Yeah. Sounds really, really good. And, and something, obviously a lot of people, including myself, want to gain more sources because I think it, it's just. It's really fun knowing news, right? Yeah. It's really fun. <laughs> there's, there's been news in the past where I've, you know, I've had news. Um, I haven't said anything because I've only had it confirmed from one source. And then one week later, it's out on the news and I'm kicking myself because I haven't said anything. Yeah, um, that can happen. It's just about, you know, if you want to take the risks or, you know, it's about taking the risk or regretting it later on or not regretting it. It's... That's why I try and confirm with more than one source because I don't really go ahead with anything that's only with one source. Um, yeah, I, just, I want to feel confident in what I'm saying, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. We've got a couple of questions. I think three questions. No, they want an update on Marina, Nathan. They want to know okay. what you think is going to happen next summer. Have you heard anything? Do you think she's going to go? Does Chelsea want to get a sporting director? They're, they're all bombarding me with these messages. Yeah, there is uh, speaking to someone you know close to close to the um, Chelsea. There's there's chances uh, Marina could leave in this, in her next summer or oh, this summer. So after this summer, sorry. Um, so yeah, there's that's definitely one to keep an eye on. Uh, regarding regarding sporting directors, um, I haven't. I've seen you know is was it the Atletico Madrid, Madrid one? Yes. Yeah. Um, obviously, I haven't had that confirmed. Um, but yeah, there is chances Marina Marina does leave, from what I'm told. I mean, personally, people, including myself, will like that. But I know <laughs> I might get cooked. I think Marina's such a 50-50 one. Um, yeah, some people really like her. Obviously, I appreciate her for, for the big deal she's done in terms of like... I always think with Marina, she's really good at getting good prices for like the, the, the players that perform well for us or, you know, do really well, such as Eden Hazard, like... For example, mm. I'd back her to get, you know, a lot of money when Havertz leaves Chelsea. You know, it, mm, um, yeah. I don't know, like big, big players that do well for Chelsea, I think she gets yeah. big money for. But for me, in terms of like outgoings for the, for the sort of Deadwood side, in terms of like the Alonso's, I think he's stayed here far too long. I think, you know, like selling players like Emerson, um, he should have gone for me. Um, Danny Drinkwater has been on the books ages. Baba Rahman. We've yeah. got so much dead wood, like Ross Barkley, another one. You think Ross Barkley is just going to turn into Zidane again, stay on the, you know, the reserves for the whole season? Because I do. I mean, it's just, there's so many players mm. out there in our squad still that, that, that need to go, that could be gone for, say, 10 million. I know it's hard to find these clubs, but for me, I get frustrated when I look at the squads. That, you know, next season, I can guarantee you, I'll look at the squad and I think, right, he's still here. He shouldn't be here. He's still here. Like, it always seems to happen with her, so... That's my personal opinion on it. What What do you think about Marino? Uh, yeah, she, she, honestly, obviously every, you know, every transfer is a risk. 
obviously there's that's that's the key here. Every transfer is a risk. Some pay off, some don't. Um, obviously, I think the main problem is is give when we sign these players, is giving these players such high wages. You know, if it doesn't work out, it's a massive risk. We can't get off. We can't offload these players. You know, in the future, as we've seen with Barkley, Drinkwater, um, you know, Bakioko, so many. You know, there's so many players that are on such high wages, and we we struggle to offload them because their wages are crazy. Um, so yeah, that's that's the risk. You know, that's the risk we take. Um, you know, if we if if we want to offload, for example. Timo Werner, you know, he's on such high wages and it's it's hard to find a possible suitor that's going to pay for wages. You know, for example, Kepa, high wages. It's difficult to get him, you know, a suitor elsewhere. Um, so, yeah, there's, you know, every every, every um, negotiator makes, you know, makes mistakes. Hot and, you know, everyone blows hot and cold. Um, but overall, I think she's, like you said, I think she's good with, with the big transfers. Uh, getting in for the right price. Um, shame it didn't work out with Lukaku, but I think overall, I think I think overall, I'm you know I'm positive with her. That's my feeling anyway. Yeah, you mentioned potential outgoings in attack there, and Timo Werner, Hakim Ziyech is another one. Um, yeah, maybe even Christian Pulisic, but I think with Ziyech, it's like who's going to be interested in maybe maybe Ajax again. Like he's a good player, but. Maybe AC Milan. Um, do you know anything yeah. about interested clubs? I think that could be one maybe for later on in the window. Yeah, nothing too concrete right now to to say anything on this. Um, obviously, yeah, it could be one to keep an eye on. Um, but I, 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 as a, as a you know as a, as a Chelsea fan, I still think he's you know he's a he's a good player. I still you know he's he's unique. He's got a good left foot on him. He, he played well last season. I thought, um, of course, you know. Possibly could have played more, but didn't really fit the system. Um, maybe he'll play more when we, if we switch to four at the back. Um, I still, you know, I still think he's a good player. Um, yeah, again, it just depends on offers, etc. Um, so yeah, really depends on this. Yeah, fair enough. I'm hoping Chelsea get those offers in. I really do, and I hope Marina, when she gets those offers. She doesn't try and negotiate for ages. It's like, it's going to be hard to get those offers. So please accept them when we get them, as long as it's a reasonable price. Um, so, uh, yeah, we've got a couple more fan questions before we wrap up the episode. CFC underscore day is asking, Pice, if you see this, can you ask him if there's any chances of reshuffling the scouting structure at our club? Because it, it has been... SHIT, I'm not going to swear on the podcast for years now. <laughs> yeah, you know, there could be chances. Um, Bowley's looking into it. You know, he's a proper data fixed person. Uh, he likes his data. Um, I think Tuchel kind of hinted at it in the past. Scouting hasn't been, you know, too good. Um, you know, people go back to the Sal deal. Uh, you know, Chelsea was scouting Sal for a while, but we've also gotten to take into account. Tuchel approved this approved this deal as well. Um, he wanted Sal. Um, he wanted Sal over to Kameni last summer. So, you know, we you know we say oh the scouting isn't good and stuff, but as as a whole, you know, the club will agree in the end. Um, but there could be as to answer to your question, yeah, there could be a reshuffle for sure. Um, you know, Bowley's looking into it. Probably one for after the next after this window. Um, 
because as I said, he's a very data fixed person and he'll look back through what's worked out and what hasn't. And maybe he'll, you know, change something. Hope so. I think just looking through our scouts, I'm not in the position to judge them and why they're there, but you look at the scouts, you've got like Ross Turnbull, who's a former goalkeeper. You've got Tyro Mings' dad, I think, is even a scout for Chelsea. Scott McLaughlin um, has been here since 2011. I know fans, a lot of fans want him gone. Um, he only came from Fulham. But it's not like, if you look through the list online, yeah. the previous clubs for, to be employed by Chelsea is not, you know, it's yeah. not anything special. Like, just for me, that's one area that, that we need to to improve with, with obviously a sporting director, such director mm. of football. Because currently, Petr Cech's taking up that, that role, right? Do you, do you know more about what Petr Cech's doing in terms of this window, last window, because he's got the title of technical and performance advisor, right? But a lot of, you know, journalists, uh, sources saying that he's actually involved in transfer decisions much more yeah. than we might think. Yeah, he is. He, he's kind of the person that deals with everything, let's say. He's kind of like the figure of everything. Um, does the transfer talks. You know, he's always involved in on the phone, as he said, uh, at Soccer Aid. Um, so yeah, he's highly involved in the transfer in the transfer window. Um, you know, what watches games um, elsewhere. You know, he's he's highly involved, and it's nice to have a you know a former player there, such as Czech, who was you know, you know one of the, you know one of the greatest, you know, at Chelsea. Um, have that you know kind of role because he knows the club. Uh, so he's kind of like the you know the figurehead, let's say, of you know everything at Chelsea in the hierarchy. Yeah, interesting to know. I, again, I, I love Petr Cech. It's just like, mm. what transfer experience has he got to be able to be put in that role, apart from being a former player and identifying Edward Mendy? I mean, he was a goalie himself. Like, great find, of course, but like, I, I don't know. Do I really trust him to, you know, be, mm. not really a, be a scout, but you're saying he's involved in negotiations and stuff. So, like, it's, I don't know. For me, I just want, top-end professionals who have years of market experience um, to be in, in these roles for the club. But, yeah, I know everyone will have different opinions. Now, the last question we've got from fans, uh, from the fans on Twitter is, it's actually about a player because I forgot to ask you about this guy. I know a lot came out recently about, I'm going to butcher his name, Eight Nori, I think, from Wolves. He's a left yeah. wing back. Another potential target. Um, I haven't really heard too much on him, uh, to be honest. I know he, you know, he's been he's been looked at. Um, yeah, there's nothing nothing too much I've heard of on him. I think it really just depends on Emerson and his his, his situation because, like I said, Tuchel likes him, um, and we'll, we'll see, you know we'll see what he thinks in preseason of of Emerson again. I think it really just depends on preseason or how the how the market works for the summer. Yeah, okay. I think that is going to wrap up the episode, guys. Thank you for listening. Obviously, a big thank you to Nathan as well for giving me his time today. Nathan, where is the best place you can direct the listeners to keep up with your work if they don't follow you already? Um, thank you, first of all. Thank you for having me on. Um, really appreciate it. And thank you for listening. Um, you can find my work on Twitter at Nathan underscore Gissing. And uh, you can follow my personal Instagram at Nathan Gissing. Um, and you can follow my Chelsea account, CFC News page. 
Yeah, CFC news player, just it's like I I still address you like that, honestly. I know you're naked, yeah. obviously like you've got your own personal account now, but whenever I think of you, I'm like CFC news page. Even sometimes yeah. even sometimes when I'm tweeting out your early team news, I put CFC news page. You message me like, <laughs> mate, you've not put my name again. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's bad. Um yeah. but yeah, perfect. Do go follow him, guys. It will be well worth it. And once again, thank you, thank you for tuning in today. I hope to bring you more regular episodes with special guests. And who knows, Nathan might be on again later on in the summer. Once there's more deals to be talked about, I'll see what I can make happen. Hopefully everyone has enjoyed this episode. If you have, make sure to leave a five-star rating on Spotify. That would be greatly appreciated. But other than that, I'll speak to you in the next episode.